The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Ritter Nation, to the Ritter Nation podcast. And I am your host, Ritter Greg. Sweet victory is ours. Ritter Nation, <laughs> the Ritter Nation throughout the world had a collective sigh of relief after a pucker factor of 10,000 for the last quarter of the game. Holy mackerel. Could you possibly think 51,000 people could hold their breath? Trust me, Patna. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. It was a nail biter, and I'm talking about a 16-penny nail. You saw the game. You saw exactly what I did. An incredible, uh, Lane Kiffin called it streaky Oakland Raiders. At times brilliant, at times far from brilliant. But the W is ours. We'll take it. So we'll hit on that, of course, in this show. Show 165. Of course, we'll do the post game for the Brownies game. Incredible shootout. Incredible game. Ooh. And, of course, we got to hit this one. San Diego sinking fast. Rats need rescue. Chargers lost. Broncos lost. Puts us in second position in the AFC West, tied with everybody else. I love it. You should love it, too. Far cry from last season. And speaking of last season and losing coaches, we'll go over this doggone story today, which is North Turner, the Houdini of coaches. Yes, absolutely. Got to hit that. And the QB shuffle. That's another story I got to hit because I didn't think I was going to talk about it again from the last doggone time. But this is kind of interesting, and I think you'll enjoy the, the information from this particular story. And, of course, we'll definitely hit the Raider Nation's podcast comments forum section, and we'll do a pregame, too, for your Miami Dollfish this Sunday. That's right, Raider Nation. We got to squish the fish because Randall and I are headed to the game. Yes, we're headed to Miami Beach of Florida. Yes, we're headed there to represent. And there should be plenty of folks there because, well, we got Senor Raider there. There were many, many fans at this last game. And if you check out the Raider Nation video cast from this last Brownie game, you'll see it's pretty doggone funny. We have a good time. Check it out. <laughs> well, a lot of people are going to Miami. A lot of people in that video are headed that way uh, across the nation, across the world. People are headed to Miami because this is the game for the Oakland Raider Booster Clubs. Make it or break it. So we will be there taking down the Dolphins Stadium, and we might have a little fish barbecue. You never know. You know, throw a couple fish on the barbie instead of burgers or tri-tip, that is. And we have to hit the bone line. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Throw us a bone. That's right. Throw us some Raider news, some attitude, whatever you want to say about the team, uh, whoever. Uh, the Chargers, the Chiefs. Anything, man. Get on the bone. Throw the Raider Nation a bone so we can throw you on there because we got I Hate Tuck Rule from Las Vegas, New Mexico. He's coming in harsh. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Hit it, brother. Bad of the bone. Bad of the bone. 
Later, Greg. It's I Hate Tuck Rule and ESPN fucking sucks. Shanahan calls the timeout and he's a genius. Kiffin does it. The rule needs to be changed. Dirka blows. ESPN blows. And Romeo Cornell eats too many fucking cheeseburgers. Lay off on the cheeseburgers, you fat fuck. And here we go, Oakland. Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou cheeseburger? And fries, Romeo. No, man, that's cool. He's capping on you pretty hard. That's the Raider Nation. Anyway, that's it. The bone line. Throw us a bone so we can put your bones on the Raider Nation podcast. So let's get on to the show. After a great season last year, LaDamian Tomlinson, (laughs) regarded as the best running back in all of football, touted as going to the Hall of Fame last year, etc., etc., is punked by your friend and mine. Yes, that's right. Mr. Rogers himself, Norv Turney. That's right. He's going to take these guys back to where they should be. In the basement. <laughs> you just got to love the meltdown in San Diego. The Damian Thomason is crying again. He's so emotional. And, of course, Norv Turner as Houdini. Yes, as he makes the most prolific running back in all of football disappear in 07. Let's hear some takes from Norse press conference, Randy. You gotta love it. I think much like I uh, talked after the game, uh, you know, I, I thought that was the best we'd played in the three games we played. I thought the things we uh, addressed during the week last week showed up. Uh, uh, there's no question it was the best continuity we've had on offense. Uh, I thought we did a lot of good things. Obviously, the biggest issue, and we just have to address and ha- have to fix it, is we have to tackle better. Uh, uh, the key to me is that the margin of error becomes very, very small. And there were four or five opportunities we had, particularly in the fourth quarter, uh, to finish that game off. And uh, we came up short. Uh, but we certainly played, uh, you know, throughout the game, I believe, with a lot more consistency. And uh, I think we made a step. Uh, as I said, I know what our expectations are. It's, it's, I don't want any way to sound like I'm uh, 
any, any way satisfied with the progress we made, uh, but there's certainly three or four opportunities in that fourth quarter to finish that game off, put it away, and win the football game, and uh, that's the next step we have to make. Or if you're a running coach, uh, can you win consistently if you can't run the ball? Uh, you know, there, there's no question we need to run the football because that's what uh, this this team has been built around in the runner. Uh, now, you can have games uh, where someone's trying to overplay the run and, and you uh, make big plays in the passing game, and, and there have been plays uh, for this team over the last couple of years that have been that way. But from a standpoint of what you're talking about and doing the things we need to do consistently, no, we need to continue uh, to get back to running the football the way we're capable of running. Norv, is, it, is there a fear that the players think they're better than they really are when a player after the game says this is a good, this game will be a good experience for us come playoff time? Is there a fear that the players are assuming playoffs are there that they can just sleepwalk through the regular season? Well, I don't think uh, I, I don't think any anyone's thinking about sleepwalking through the season. I think uh, you know. For any football team, uh, you know, there, there's, a, there's a preparation, there's an off-season, there's a training camp, there's, there's preseason, and there's, there's that, that reality. And there's a reality that every week to win in this league, you have to go play at a high level. And uh, uh, you, don't, you don't, not only have to play hard, our team's playing extremely hard, you have to be efficient, you have to play smart. Uh, and then again, as I said, there's plays there uh, in critical situations. You have to make your share of those plays. Uh, you know, there's no question. There were there were a number of games last year that this team was in a position where they were so far ahead. You know, a missed third down. Uh, you know, a, a missed tackle in a situation. It might not have been noticed because the score was, uh, you know, out of hand. Maybe maybe it was one of those games like I was involved with when I was in San Francisco, and and it was 35 to 19 or whatever. Obviously, you don't some of those things that that. Uh, our detail things you don't notice as much as when you're in a game that's 21 to 17, and and uh, then those those plays that we talk about those critical third downs they become uh, uh, all that more critical. Does it bother you that does it bother you that a player is talking about playoffs when you're sitting at one and two, and if you continue you're going to be five and eleven, and playoffs won't even be a hint? I mean, does it bother you that they are talking that way? Well, this team, as I said yesterday, the, the expectation level is uh, extremely high, and uh, you know. Obviously, from a coaching standpoint, we're always going to address it. As I, I know what we have to do. We have to have a great week of preparation and, and, and find a way to go beat Kansas City. I know Kansas City is saying the same thing right now. And that will be the theme for our football team, and that will be the team for, for all the players. And, uh, you know, I don't uh, – you know, I know after a game, guys say different things in terms of an interview, but I think our guys understand the, this, the circumstance we're in and how, how critical each of our uh, games is, particularly this week. Norv, I think the expectations were so high because a lot of people hoped that this team would pick up where they left off last year. What do you see is different about this team compared to last year? Well, you know, we, we can list a, n a number of things. Uh, you know, I, I, it makes me nervous when you say pick up where this team left off last year because it, it obviously lost its last football game. Uh, you know, uh, you know, we've had obviously had changes that we knew we were going to have. Uh, the core of the team is the same. The biggest change is, is, as you know, is the coaching staff. Uh, uh, 
in terms of the numbers of guys. We have the thing that was important to me, and I and I thought was critical. There was the the offensive line coaches were here from a year ago, and the defensive line coach was from here, and our outside linebacker coach was here from a year ago. And those are areas that have been extremely productive uh, for this organization, for this football team. And uh, we, I think we've kept continuity there, and those are areas we need to continue to obviously improve as we go through and continue to get more production from those areas. What about his uh, discussion with Philip during the game? It appeared from the view we saw from TV that uh, there was a little frustration. Uh, you know, from my vantage point, it was uh, the, it was a ball that uh, uh, Philip overthrew Gates and and LT was running the backside swing and you know it gets loud down there and uh, I think LT was trying to tell him, hey, I was open, they didn't cover me and I think Philip was telling me I, I had Gates open, I didn't see you, you know and again. Uh, it, it gets it, it gets emotional down there, and it gets heat, heated at times. Uh, but I, I didn't see that as as uh, anything major. Nor are you concerned at all with a one and two start? Well, there's no question. Uh, I think you're concerned, uh, and there's two two uh, answers to that question. Uh, obviously, I'm concerned with a one and two start because what you want to do is win football games, and the most disappointing thing is uh, that football game. Uh, we were in position to win, uh, but the concern isn't about right now about the record. It's about how we go ahead and do what we did last week. Get a week better. If we can get a week better, better uh, this week in practice and and tackle better next Sunday uh, and and make some of those plays I'm talking about uh, where where there's uh, you know the the margin of error is so small. Uh, and we can find a way to win the game, uh, certainly that, that is what we're trying to accomplish. Well, there you go. O'Norv hasn't changed a thing. He will take these people down. The offensive genius. <laughs> you got rid of a coach in San Diego. It's going to take you to the show eventually, maybe even this season. But... Thank you, Mr. Rogers. You've made the AFC West a wonderful neighborhood. And that's all I got to say about that. The QB Shuffle. The QB Shuffle. And thanks to the Raider Take, Sean of the Raider Take, for uh, his – I use a lot of his information, and I like his take. Um, so RaiderTake.com, check it out. It is very cerebral. You must check it out. QB Shuffle, do you think we'd be talking about this in our third game of the season? Hell no. You hope we have enough stability like back in the days of Gannon. That was kind of sweet, huh? Well, I think we do have stability now. I hope and pray that Culpepper stays healthy and that he goes in to a very brutal defense last season. Um, they're struggling this season, but if he gets in there, I just hope he stays healthy. So let's look at the QB shuffle. Here we are with Josh McCowan and his hurt foot, and you know he's been a gamer. 
And, you know, here's some of the reasons why they, you know, they might have kept him because his QB rating this this season so far is 75.2. And in previous seasons, when he played more than four games, he had a QB rating that has been steadily improving ever since. So he had like 73, then 74. So he's getting better every season. But, you know, here's his stats for this season so far. Four TDs, but six turnovers. Ugh. 494 yards, not horrible, but not even close to being good, I think. Maybe average in the NFL. He's a good player in his heart. He's a guy who plays with heart. He's got a lot of passion. I love the guy. There's nothing wrong with Josh McCowan. And and it looks like he's he looks good. He looks great on paper. But now you have to look at the intangibles. When is that yardage thrown? At what positions in the game were those balls taken and given up? That will decide whether you win or lose any game. It's the time of which you make mistakes and the time at which you do well. Now, some teams like the Colts do really well all the time. But on their way there, they were at spurts of greatness where, you know, sometimes they do great, sometimes they not do great. This is where I think the Raiders are right now. And Culpepper is a monster. He had two seasons, uh, one with Miami with a knee injury, of course. They cut him. And before that, he was hurt as well. So he had a knee injury in at the Vikings and then also with the Dolphins. And they got rid of him, and that's how we got him. You guys all know that. But in 2004, his last full season, 39 touchdowns, a QB rating of 110.9. And that was without Randy Moss. Randy Moss is nowhere to be seen when he put up this kind of numbers. Now, Miami fans, you know, are pissed that they cut him. There's a lot of fans on their boards that are just pissed that they cut Culpepper. And believe it or not, they're saying that there's some fans on there that say they hope that he turns around and puts the hurt on him because they should have kept him. He's only 30 years old. Trent Green's 37. And that's a hard, hard 37. But the matchup looks like it's made, and it looks like we're going to have Culpepper. And if he succeeds in this game, I believe we will keep him in. I, I don't think there's a possibility that uh, Kiffin could go back to McCown um, unless, of course, Culpepper gets hurt. Heaven forbid. The QB shuffle. Let's just hope that it's over right now. Okay? Because if if we keep Culpepper, which is what we should do. If he stays healthy, we should play him. We should play him every single game as long as he does well and stays healthy. We have nothing to lose. Um, he has, We both have something to win. Culpepper could rebound on his, in his feet and start throwing like he did, better than he did, actually, uh, for the Vikings. This is my hope and this is my prayer. Both sides here will win. The Raiders will get a winning season. Culpepper will get a better contract. Uh, he better get a bad con better contract right here in Oakland if he's making it happen right here in Oakland, I would hope. I think Al Davis is smart enough to know that. But uh, maybe not. You know, Maybe because we got the Russell, we'll have to abandon ship on, on Culpepper. That would be a trippy, trippy scenario to say the least. But for now. For this game, the Miami Dolphins game, it looks like Culpepper is going to be the man with the gun. 
and I hope he shoots the place all to hell. <laughs> okay, so let's go into this <laughs> pucker factor of 10 brownie game. was crazy. It was great, and the fans were awesome. People were pumped. We could smell a victory. I mean, you can really do that. I know I'm always positive about making it happen, but I really smelled victory in this particular game. Um, Randy did too. We were both thinking the same thing, and so it was interesting how the whole crowd kind of had the same vibe. Yes, Raider Nation, that parking lot was rocking. And people were really positive, and you could feel the vibe in there. 51,000 strong, so it wasn't a weak showing. There was plenty of noise, and let me tell you, the nation shouted it out. I know you can't hear it on the TV, but I'm going to tell you, as a fan, being there in my ass in my seat, checking it out, the nation brought it. We were the 12th man the entire game, and we came hard. It was loud. It was playoff loud in that place. The nation is on fire right now. We got to keep that tempo up, man. It was beautiful. The game was a beautiful evening. The weather was perfect. It was a great day for football. It was an incredible first half. The Raiders came out strong and uh, really played very well. First first quarter, they scored a field goal. Should have been a touchdown. Second quarter, they got uh, 13 points. And they came out strong. Third quarter, they got a touchdown. Fourth quarter, we got a field goal, 26-24, and held on to it barely. The poetic justice, of course, of it all is that the Raiders called the timeout when they made the field goal to win the game, just like Denver did against us the year that the game before, and it worked. Um, funny thing about that, however, is as I Hate Tuck Roll pointed out, of course, that now that we did it, it should be looked at. Especially Ditka on ESPN said, oh, this rule has to be looked at. After Kiffin does it, you know, they wouldn't have said a doggone word after the Broncos' Shannarat face does it. What kind of bullshit is that? Well, that's exactly what it is. It's typical for the Raiders. <laughs> it is so typical. But... To say the least, the Raiders did have moments of greatness in this game. <clears throat> I will tell you that Jerry Porter made one catch awesome. You know, uh, Kirk Morrison, of course, third interception in as many games leads the league. Of course, it is a great thing. And Lamont Jordan, number two as far as running back so far in this season. The Oakland Raiders look pretty doggone good. And they'll continue to look good against this next team. The Brownies were brutal. They did come in hard. They played very hard. Um, and we let them back in the game. Now, the funny thing about this is, which I don't think is funny, um, for some reason the Raiders' defense seemed to go into some soft kind of prevent defense where no one was really bumping up or causing pressure, even on the wide receivers. They had free run across the field, and they just went down the field without a second. I mean, 
There was no reason for those guys to go all the way. Anderson was only sacked once. Now, the defense has 11 guys returning to the team, and they're having this kind of problems. We don't see enough blitzes. I don't see enough outside blitzes at all like I did last season. I just don't understand what Rob Ryan is doing, trying to change things up. Perhaps it's Kiffin's influence. I don't think so. But I think the bliss packages are few and they're far between, and they're not good enough to contain running quarterbacks. Now, for the third consecutive week, the Raiders have held the lead in the fourth quarter, scoring 20 or more points. And, you know, Lamont Jordan has gained over 100 all-purpose yards in each game. Kirk Morrison leads the league, like I said. So our offensive line is clicking very well, Okay. So we, there is no reason <laughs> we shouldn't continue to get better. And in this game, this nail-biter, it was a great game. Lamont tore off some brutal runs. It was great to see. The crowd was just crazy. The sound, the noise of the Raider Nation, let me tell you, they brought it home. The Raider fans came in huge. The, the, the throng, the vibration, it was just crazy. Let me tell you, the 12th man, there were 51,000. There was about 10,000 short of a sellout, but you'd never know it because it sounded to me like the AFC playoff game. Incredible, incredible sound, beautiful. So I hope that continues at the Coliseum. I want to sell out too. So anyways, the game was excellent. To be there was excellent. I won 10 bucks. What more can I say? It was a perfect day in the Raider Nation. And uh, I, for one, was glad I was there. Don't miss the next game. Okay, let's look now at the Miami Dolphins. They call him Flipper, Flipper, faster than lightning. No one you see is smarter than he. And we know Flipper. And of course, we all know the controversy that's going on behind the scenes, behind the Dante Culpepper, the one that they had. Well, of course. You know, there's an interesting aspect to this game as well, a nice little twist, something to make it interesting. Not only is Culpepper returning to beat down the Dolphins this Sunday, uh, Randy and I, of course, are going to be there to record it in person. Beautiful. We need to get a victory. I think we'll do well here. But Porter, Joey Porter pops off. We will win Sunday. Okay. That's what we need to hear. That's exactly what he said. I love it. Give us a reason to shove the ball down your throat. Give our offensive line just a little more pepper, right? That's exactly right, because that's what's going to happen, Porter, punk. He said, write that down. Now, I'm not going to say we're going to win on Sunday, but I can say this. The way our teams match up, our offense should put up more points and our defense should be better against their lackluster offense. And that's the truth. Now, don't let the Dolphins 0-3 record fool you now because, see, they've only lost their last three games by a field goal. Yeah, 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 they're all L's anyway, but they're pumped up and they need a victory. Does this sound vaguely freaking familiar? Every time that those doggone Dolphins came into the Oakland Coliseum in the last two seasons, I think they've come, we thought that they were going to be a win. They were 0-7, and they came in here and they beat us. 
They beat us in our own house two times when we needed the win so bad. Guess what? It's payback time. That's what I'm saying right now. Joey Porter, big mouth. Thank you for the inspiration to shove the ball up your ass. That's right. Now, of course, Trent Green is a quarterback for the Dolphins and has struggled uh, in these games because the Dolphins' offensive line is a rotating door. Does that sound familiar? Yes, sirree. If we have a decent pass rush, we should do well. Now, I'm bummed because I don't think Burgess, our man, is going to be in for this game. He didn't play this week, and I don't have a lot of hope for him showing up. However, Ferguson, I mean, we should have a good, good push with Kelly up front, Sapp up front, Tardell Sands. We should get a really good push, and Trent Green don't run like he used to. I'm just only hoping that our defense can contain him on the outside since he likes to roll. Now, he also gets the gun out pretty quick, and he can throw those slam passes across the middle. I don't have any trouble with that because Kirk Morrison will take one of those passes to the house again for his third, for his fourth straight interception going directly to the Pro Bowl, not stopping at go. There you go, man. I'm telling you, Kirk Morrison bound for the Pro Bowl interception. Now, our defensive backs have to be very, very on the J-O-B. The Dolphins can come back and play us. They play us hard every freaking game. Let's not forget the rivalry here, folks. This is a huge divisional rivalry in the AFC going back for years and years. The Oakland Raiders and the Dolphins during the Marino era were brutal competitors, incredible competitors, and had some excellent games. So this will be an extra special trip for Randy and I. History, hopefully, will repeat itself with a Raider victory over the Dolphins uh, this Sunday. And, you know, there's a whole lot of things that are going down, but the, the fact that we did have that comment by Joey Porter is very sweet. Now, you got to remember, Jason Taylor, ugh, he's an awesome player. And Zach Thomas, but he was Zach Thomas is also a very good player, uh, pro bowler as well, but he was concussed last game and only played marginally this week, uh, practiced marginally. But, you know, I, th- I have a feeling they'll probably put him in there, but he won't be 100%. Good thing for us because their defense has been uh, brutal. Now, Cam Cameron, he's, uh, he's out there making a list and checking it twice for the Oakland Raiders because he's done it before. And it looks to me... Like, we'll have a pretty good chance of running the ball on these guys as well. So let's just hope we can give Rock to Lamont and have him run it and run it and run it. Let's hope that we get some more use out of our tight ends. I haven't seen enough of that, and I think Culpepper in this game will open it up to the tight ends and really spread this field out. That is my hope in this game, because if we can get the ball out, uh, to Zach Miller in the mi- in the middle of the field, and he starts popping off those 10- and 15-yard passes. They're going to come in close, and they were going to be able to hit Ronald Curry for the 56-yard touchdown. Thank you very much. This should be a great game for the Raiders. I'm looking forward to them having victory. Yes, Joey Porter, I'm saying it. And you can write it down on your ass. <laughs> I love it. All right, let's get to the Rainer Nation Comments Forum section. All about! 
guys have been pummeling the boards, and it's been a while since I've had a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you guys give me a lot of pain. But it's been brutal, man. I got a schedule like the rest of the world. It just keeps getting busier. I got girls going to soccer. I got sons going to work. I got to be everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Cry me a wherever. Okay, whatever. So let's hit some of these uh, these posts here. And let me remind you guys, because Randy put it on here as well, um, that our video cast is up. And check it out. It's funny. Uh, we have a good time, as you can tell. And uh, get your ass out to the park, and we'll get you on the video. And it's a lot of fun. You can see, man. We we we, we have a really good time. Uh, I hope you enjoy them. Okay. Here we go. Let's head here with Colorado Chris. It. <laughs> Off the subject, but after seeing LT's exit last year... And his behavior yesterday, it's officially, he's officially a bitch. <laughs> Enjoy, Norv. <laughs> ah, that's too much. CNY Raider fan comes in, chargeless. Yeah, how about those chargers? Where's their fans now? I bet they have already jumped ship. You betcha, man, like a bunch of rats. All the commentators who thought for sure Norv was going to have a great year. Where are they now? Haven't heard a word. He really knows how to take a team and make them look horrible. Offensive genius, my ass. Please tell me you have some more Norv press conference clips uh, this coming week. Those just are priceless. Uh, and that was probably the biggest uh, disappointment from a defensive standpoint. And that was uh, ultimately, obviously, that uh, was a key factor in the game. Uh, Love to see him fighting on the sidelines. LT complaining he's open. Rivers should have passed him the ball. I love it. Hopefully North stays with the team for years to come. Insert Supercharger song here. Do it, Randy. Don Antonio, almost perfect day in the AFC West neighborhood. Yeah, baby. Hey, I don't like seeing any of our Raiders getting hurt, but the noticing the difference between <laughs> McDumbass and Culpepper. Well, number one, we won the freaking game. Number two, the QB committed no turnovers that would cost us the game. Uh, that's true. Funny thing for once in San Diego where I live, these San Diego bitches are very quiet and questioning the same thing about what we all knew all along. North Turver can't coach. If KC would have lost, it would be a flipping perfect day in the neighborhood. Another sign that these back wagoneers are coming back to their wagons and that they're that I'm tired of looking at their tickets two weeks ago and prices were high now they've dropped in half bitches that's all they are come to san diego and we can watch our team this one baby i'm very proud of our team they showed a lot of heart this year's team reminds me of the team that got us turned around and put kc out of the playoffs before our playoff run 
Good, not great. We have talent. Sea Dog! Well, that's a good take, man. I know I destroyed it a little bit, but that's very good. And that's really true about San Diego, man. You can get those tickets now cheap. I lived down in that area, man. I was a SoCaler for a while. And you said the San Diego fans, they are bitches. Okay. Negan, Dereda. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Woohoo! We're going to Disney World. <laughs> LOL. Am I the only one in the nation who, who felt like we won the Super Bowl after that win? Oh, hell yeah. You weren't, man. We all did. I tell you, it was wonderful. Feeling, feeling to go to work and not have to hear the haters run their freaking traps. Amen. This has been a good week. I tell you. How about them chargeless chargers? Mwah! <laughs> hey, they should take up an issue donation for LT. That's for sure. Did you see him on TV crying? I can't believe it. <laughs> I hope they trade him to us. That's what I think. Come on, man. Everybody knows the curse of Norm Turner. <laughs> Was happy to see him. Donkos finally lose the punks. And uh, how about Kid Kiff pulling a Shanahan job on the Cleveland Clowns? Love it. That is too funny. Although I, it pissed me off the heck when seeing Shanahan did to us. Well, of course. That's true, man. But uh, now we're going to go to the Miami Goldfish. I love it. The Miami Goldfish. Man, Naked Raider, come on back, brother. That's a good take. Okay. Let's see. Calico Jack, belated congratulations, Raider Greg. Congratulations, Raider Greg, on passing the 1 million visitors on your site, Mark. Well done, amigo. Keep up the good work. You provide a wonderful service and outlet for the Raider, diehard Raider fans. Well, thank you, man. Calico Jack, you are the man, too. Silverandblackforever.com. Check it out. Calico Jack is the author of that the show and, uh, of course, the part of the Black Flag Network. It's the bomb very cerebral, good guys, great fans, and they make it to the show every week. Uh, you got to know that they got to have diehard heart for that stuff because it takes a lot to get there, partner. Plus, a lot of time doing the blog. That's brutal. Brutal. Let's see. Here's another one by Colorado Chris. A lot quieter around Colorado this week. I love it. <laughs> they knew they should be 0-3. We simply put pressure on the Finns' offense. Game over. Have a safe trip, Greg and Randy. Go big. We're going big, man. I might even try to get one of them big afros like you have. That, that's pretty good. But I don't want to copy Aphrodisiac because he's a good brother of mine, and uh, he's got his gig, if you know what I'm saying. Let's see. Raider, Day, Raider J comes in. I just watched the video cast. I have to say that Raider Bob from Modesto is a true Raider hero. Yo, Bob! You rolling like a Raider. Roll deep, brother. <laughs> Raider Bob was pretty cool, man. That whole family was great. You know, I'm telling you right now, Raiders. Raider fans are the coolest. Ugh. I can't tell you. You got to get to the show. You got to walk around the parking lot. You got to talk to people. You know, I'm telling you, it is a great atmosphere, and it's it's all magic. It's magic if you're a Raider fan. I'm telling you, there's only two stadiums in the entire country that roll like the Raiders. It's the Raiders, and I can't remember the. I think the Jets are the other team that has a big uh, tailgate. Yeah, I think it is the Jets. The Raiders and the Jets, the only two left. 
Uh, let's hope they don't improve our stadium to the point where they lock out that whole uh, tailgate thing because it would be a brutal loss because it is the bomb. Okay, let's see. Spaceman comes in. Quote of the day from today's news. Quote of the day. Smart move. Denver Broncos Mike Shanahan, when asked Monday about Kiffin calling timeout just before the Browns kicker, Phil Dawson attempted a potential game-winning 40-yard field attempt. You know what he said? Smart move. Smart move. And he's a very smart coach. Shanahan, I hate him because he's not our coach. I wouldn't mind having him for our coach. Trust me, I hate his guts because he's Denver's coach. <laughs> and he hates us too, so that's the way it is. But he is a very good coach. New York Tommy Raider comes in, loving it. Damn, this, that win was sweet. I had a Browns fan and a Donkeys fan sitting right across from me at the bar popping shit. <laughs> it was nice to see them leave with a stupid look on their faces. I love it. Oh, what's up with that last defensive play? They almost gave up the game. Anyway, uh, looking forward to this week's game. Yes, sir, Bob, you should go down there, man. That's close to you, Florida. It's like to L.A. from here. Chris comes in with Raider Greg. Raider Greg is a beast. Nice win, Raiders. Get another one. Yeah, Raiders. Uh, Buck Rebel comes in inside the NFL on HBO. A highlight from the film showed the Oakland-Cleveland game was awesome. It was awesome. The show airs several time, more times as we try to catch it in a short segment on Kurt Morrison and his dad. It also starts to play the Raiders theme song as it shows Lane Kiffin before the kick and shows Tommy Kelly blocking it. Awesome. Good job, man. Thanks. Uh, NFL HBO. Check it out, Raider fans. This guy's got it. Okay. Let's see. Raider Jawa. Raider Jawa says, hmm, Joey Porter guarantees a win for Miami. ESPN, the Dolphins 0-3 in a desperate need of victory, but Joey Porter has guaranteed one will come as sick when when the Miami one will not come this weekend in Miami hosts the Oakland Raiders. Write it down. Write it now. <laughs> Write it, Porter said. We will win on Sunday. The we will win promise is a tactic uh, the often outspoken Porter used times during the eight seasons. He was uh, a lightning rod at Pittsburgh. Miami can only hope that it works again, or the Dolphins will be 0-4 for the second time in four seasons. Well, get this, Joey. You write it down and shove it up your ass. The Raiders are going to take it home Sunday. You damn straight! Raider Jawa, that's the ball, man. Thank you, brother. Well, there you go. Raider Rodney. Oh, shit. Porter fucked up this one. I love it. <laughs> you guys know it's a kiss of death to guarantee a game, but he's been doing it a long time. He did a long time for them Steelers, and it worked. But they ain't the Steelers. They're a decent defense, however, and we're going to definitely have to do our job. But I think with the Peppa behind the wheel, we're going to get it on done, Raider Nation. Thank you for listening to the Raider Nation podcast. Starting to have two casts this week, but that's the timing of life sometimes, partner. And we're going to go to Florida. We're going to send you a great video cast. Any of you Floridian Raider fans, you got to meet us out there. There's going to be a big party. All the booster clubs across the nation are supposed to make it there. That's the nationwide gathering of the Oakland Raiders Nation's booster clubs this Sunday. If you can make it there, be there. It's in Miami. I'll get more to you. Uh, hopefully get some video from it. It should be quite a bash. So, 
Be real, be ready. Raider Nation, we're coming back, and it's looking good for our team. Let's just hope it continues. I think so, man. It's looking good. This is Raider Craig, and I am out.